Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of Real Wives in Radio. I'm Tanya. I'm Dorothy. And yes, we're still uh, recording this out of Dorothy's house <laughs> yes. with Baby Bach right next to us. Out the kitchen, huh, baby? Oh, he's so cute. I love how he talks to you. Um, he's such a good baby. You're so lucky. I Thank love it. You. I love it. And he does talk so much. How old is he? He is two and a half months. He'll be actually three months at the end of on Halloween. He'll be three months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's so cute. But he does love to talk. He does love to talk. And so do we. Uh, that's why we're here um so what we're going to talk about in this episode we'll get to that in just a few minutes is breast cancer awareness yep it's october and it's breast cancer awareness month everybody knows that and if you don't know that now you do right and um we couldn't not touch on this topic of course there's just no way so many women and family and even the small percentage of men are affected by breast cancer or yeah. who have survived it so of course we want to talk about it and highlight it and, and talk to a survivor yes talk to a survivor we're gonna hear her story okay and it's a really good one and she's a fantastic person cinnamon we know her <laughs> from which you'll find out in a little bit we know her from um a couple of different things, very intimate things, I should say. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, we're going to be talking to her in just a few minutes. But before we do, let's get caught up with our baby pregnancy weekend. Yes. <laughs> I just feel like that's our lives now. I know, it's it totally weird. is. Well, I mean, I have a, I mean, a little baby and you're about to have a little baby. Yeah. So, of course, that's all that we have been dealing with have been surrounding no, ourselves mostly with. mostly mostly yes. I don't want to say all but yes mostly so how yeah. was your weekend what what's new give us a, a baby buck update um little baby buck update is he is just still good still chilling still hanging out um and he had his first Sunday fun day oh <laughs> what is a two and a half month old Sunday fun day consist of we walked up the street to um Kairoa Brewing in the neighborhood yeah um, oh, I've been wanting to go there yeah it's yeah. super nice yeah, in there yeah, yeah. and Steven wanted to watch he's a Miami Dolphins fan now and now. so now yeah because he, he used to be a huge Raiders fan I know you hate Sis. sports um, that's why I said he's a Miami yeah. Dolphins fan now got I won't it. bore you with the, the got details. it got it but he wanted to catch the game because it's not on regular TV because they suck really bad so uh, we walked up to the brewery hoping that they would be playing it and they have like brunch and stuff there so okay just for those people who do want to know why is he a Miami Dolphins fan now because I don't want to I know that we have a lot of listeners uh, sister wives who are fans of football so let's yes, go ahead yes. and explain uh, because the Raiders have sucked for so long and the last <laughs> straw for for Steven being a Raiders fan he was a Raiders fan growing up his whole life yeah um is the fact that they were moving to Las Vegas much like how the Chargers moved to LA and I stopped being a fan Steven is doing the same thing with the Raiders he got said, it 
that's the last straw. He can't he cannot ride for the Raiders anymore. It was an easy out for him. It was. He well, he's been wanting to jump ship for a while. So got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Good yeah. story. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we had our first Sunday fun day, yeah. and then we went to we got our we've um, we're Zoom members. I so saw that we've been going actually quite a bit since I since we got the passes. We've got four times already. Oh look at you Hi, said Zoom and you got excited. Yeah. You he's already such zoo. a fan. um i love that you guys got passes i've been wanting to get passes for years just because we live here yes we you and i our neighborhoods were like 10 minutes away from the zoo it's a quick drive and it's such good walking like you get so many steps there so that's why i wanted to get it yeah i mean we were members before um but you know it'd been like a couple years and they keep sending you like come back and you get 15 percent off your membership or whatever it is um, and since having the baby, I was like, I just want to get it. So on my days off, or I mean, when we're just sitting at home, I can just take the baby and go walk and get exercise yeah. and he can go see animals and yeah. he loves it. And you can see animals. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Oh, I love that. Very cool. Yeah. And how was your weekend, Tons? My weekend was busy. It was my sister-in-law's, my soon-to-be sister-in-law's bridal shower. Mm-hmm. So my little brother, Oscar, is getting married seven days before my due date. Which is crazy because I'm what not you freaking might out have the baby. Yeah, no, at the no, wedding. No, I'm not. I'm gonna have the baby after the wedding. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and putting that out there, and anyone who's listening, sister wives, please help your sister <laughs> out and put those vibes out there. I actually want her born in January. Oh, okay. wait. Her birthday is just her birthday. Her due date is December 29th. Okay, but I just feel like it's right. It's in the busiest week of the year i feel my brother's getting married christmas christmas eve new year's eve like yeah let's just let's just get our uh, january 1st january 2nd january 3rd i don't care my original due date was january 6th so let's just say that it's gonna be late she's gonna be okay we'll put it out there marina stay inside baby girl yes (laughs) but come when you're ready okay anyway so um my little brother's getting married so we threw um my sister-in-law a bridal shower Mm -hmm. it was very sweet and uh, just adorable and a good time so we did that i think i overdid it um with my body oh like you were just walking too much or what um just on your feet too long i think I was on my feet too long mm-hmm. with no breaks mm-hmm. and you gotta I'm be careful. pretty active yeah. like every day. Like I go to work, I'll go to the gym, but then like I, I do have breaks like in between and I'll make sure to sit down and I'll eat or whatever. And I think I just kind of forgot, you know, when you're just like busy, go, go, oh, go, course, go, go. You were like hosting it with your mom. Yeah. And, and her mom, her mom yeah. definitely was the one that like threw it for her. We just had it at my mom's house. So um, I was just helping out a lot and I think I haven't, learned my limit this for far in my pregnancy mm-hmm. so i'd been on my feet from like 11 30 to like five and oh my gosh that's a full day tons yeah and i was wearing heels Sis. i know um but i was feeling like a pain like a pain it was like small at first and then it kept growing kept getting bigger and it wouldn't leave a pain wouldn't where leave. it was like okay you know when you go running and you're not breathing right. You get a side cramp. Uh-huh. You know those kind uh-huh. of cramps. Uh-huh. So it felt like that, but my like lower left part of my vagina. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. So I, I, you probably never felt that before, huh? No, it was like it was just a little bit at first. Yeah. And it was like uncomfortable. So was it like numb, or was it just like a tight? No, it was like tight and achy. Oh God! And to the point where like, did you think something was wrong? 
it just got kept getting worse and then i was like <laughs> eventually like hunched over put like putting pressure like touching my vag pretty much like oh i know i even caught like a lady like staring at me for a while and i was like oh my god so embarrassing um and i was just like but they knew i was pregnant but yeah. um i was like i'm okay i swear i'm okay and finally i was like i just need to sit down like i can't get up anymore like yeah I good. just need to sit down. So I sat, finally sat down. And after I sat down for like a good 30, 45 minutes, I felt fine. Like the pain got, went away. Oh, yeah. So, so I think that, it was just that like was pressure, yeah, for you sure. know, like I think it's just her, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So she's saying, mom, sit the F down. Right. <laughs> I know. But that was just a little piece of of, of yeah. Saturday. The be- the bridal shower was beautiful. And um, my brother showed up with flowers. I saw that. Yeah. So sweet. It was very cute. So. Uh, that was it really and then yeah. um and then sunday because i had felt that pain and i was so tired that i was like i'm not doing a goddamn thing yes mom <laughs> yeah. i said it okay i think i deserved it okay i did not do a damn thing i literally this is disgusting actually we facetimed yeah, on we did. sunday we did. um i had this big oversized t-shirt like pajamas we all do right yeah wore that all day long i didn't take a shower on sunday <laughs> i barely brushed my Conchina. teeth i know i barely brushed my teeth i, I ate whatever i ate pasta i ate, pasta. I ate lasagna at 10 30 in the morning yes yes i ate a burrito that day i mean i good it was just like a i don't give up kind of day good for you yeah good yeah it was a great day you deserve that and I then mean, i felt great yeah. i felt great on a monday and i'm like okay so this week has not been like as crazy as my like last two weeks have been if you heard last week's podcast <laughs> yeah. um so i'm good i'm good today and i'm good i was good yesterday and i'm just good so i'm happy to be good. maybe you need one of those sundays like every sunday until you have the baby I don't know. I don't know. I guess so. Right. This is third trimester. Yeah. Like make sure I eat. Make yeah. sure I just relax. have a day. Exactly. Just a day of doing nothing because your body needs it. My you body know? and my mind need that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. OK. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. We got a message on our Real Wives and Radio um, Instagram. Mrs. Risueño messaged us, a sister wife. She said, I just listened to your podcast. Tanya, yes, no more researching. The more you worry or plan, the more things won't go the way you want. Sometimes you just have to relax and let it all work out the way God has planned. I had no birth plan, at least didn't request anything specific. I just went with the flow because I didn't want to stress. And honestly, I am so thankful for having my son naturally and with no complications. Take it easy, Tanya. Heart emoji. Yes, see? I know. Take it easy. And I will. will say that i've backed off from the reading good yeah because whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen anyways i know, I know. you know i know i've fine i think i've like come and i'm it's not that i'm not gonna like because there's still things that need to be done and research and stuff that i need to know beforehand um i just think i need to limit it because you're driving yourself crazy i think i can you're giving yourself anxiety i can only do so much at yes. this point you know yes. what I mean? because the rest i'm gonna learn when yes. she's here exactly so exactly just just chill with it yeah you know yeah. oh by the way huh. i totally failed i told you i was gonna make you that grilled cheese sandwich Girl. that i made on saturday or Girl, sunday we're morning. here right now there's a kitchen <laughs> right here right now where's that the, at i made the bombest it was the best grilled cheese of my life tanya 
of my life. Okay, why are you telling me this? Because <laughs> first of all, you had met. Okay, no, th- let me tell you, this is like the worst. Actually, if you don't follow Dorothy on Instagram, good because <laughs> no, <laughs> you missed me. this entire thing. Okay, Dorothy posted one night. She said in just a text, just text on on this story on mm-hmm. your Instagram story. It just said, "I just made the best grilled cheese." video coming soon something like that yes, right yeah recipe so, video coming soon okay so here i am 30 weeks pregnant read that and i'm like damn it was probably good <laughs> i can't wait for this video already like mad that i don't even have this grilled cheese next day you post a video of you slicing this grilled cheese with the caption Listen to that crunch. The, no, no, but, but it was crunch. crunch. It was crunch. <laughs> Listen to that crunch. So I am watching the video and it's silent. So I'm like, oh, God, Tanya, you messed that one up for yourself. Turn your sound on, you silly girl. So I turn the sound on. But then I realize, oh, it is on. Oh, let's turn the volume up, Tanya. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Don't be stupid. Play the video again silence and I'm like what is happening here my phone my phone must be I need to restart it it's acting up before I do that it goes to the next to your next story and there you are mm, <laughs> look at this is so good all loud because my volume is clearly all the way up JJ's probably he, like, yeah seriously yeah and I'm like wait a second so I tap back to the back story <laughs> to the last story and then there again silence when you're telling me to listen to that crunch, I'm like, this bitch posted a video, instructed us to listen to it, and she posts it without sound. I, which I didn't do on purpose. I didn't do on purpose. I swear. That story was up for eight minutes. And I said, <laughs> I, I messaged Thank you, you right away. Me. I messaged you right away. I was like, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, I got yeah. this is a This is a FaceTime call. Yeah. It was the angriest FaceTime <laughs> call I've like, ever made. Like why? It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Why is she so mad at me right now? <laughs> what did I do? And then I realized what I did. Yeah. yeah. JJ was like, you're so loud. I was in the other room. I heard the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, well, you didn't hear the crunch. I know that for a fact because there was nothing there. It wasn't there. So anyway, so all I'm saying is you teased me with telling me there was going to be a video. You posted the video with no sound. It made me very hangry at 1030 in the morning. I know. I'm sorry. Then you finally posted it and that shit looked good. And then you told me you were going to make me one. And then here I am. And there is not a grilled cheese in front of me. I know. I'm sorry. I See, I messed up. Bad friends. Bad friends. That's all right. You're a good mom. So but that's why you're, you got mom things going on. I promise you. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to talk about it. It's the I don't want to think about it. Ever. And it was so easy to make. What was so good about it? I mean, it, it looked great. Trust me. But come on, just tell the, me what's the, the secret. The, the crunchiness of it together, like just the, 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 the ratio of the crunch to the, like it was, I made it on sourdough bread and mm. then I used four different types of cheeses oh, but I, sh- I shredded the cheese you know so I sprinkled it why I, does that make a difference it just did I, okay. the, I shout out to the tree the cheese girl at the Ralphs and Hillcrest mm. because I went in there and I told her I wanted to make a grilled cheese sandwich and you know how they have that the fancy cheese yeah they got thing. a good cheese set up they there. do yeah, right yeah, so yeah. She, I said you know I, I want to make a grilled cheese sandwich like what cheeses would you recommend mm. and she walks out from behind the counter and mm. I was like well 
where the hell is she going? Like, mm -hmm. I just asked her, just tell me what cheese is. Right. Sis, she was so serious. <sighs> she was like, oh, you're going to want this cheese right here. This one's, this one's called the holy cheese. It's kind of like a Swiss cheese, but it's so delicious. Trust me. Okay. And then you're going to want to use this white cheddar. Okay. okay. White cheddar. Okay. And then um, I told her I was looking for some sharp cheese. She gave it to me because some was on sale. And then Stephen had requested that French cheese, um, the Guerre. Mm -hmm. Guerre. Gourier, 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 Who I, knows? I, I know what you're talking say, about. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, she, she just, she just was on point. She knew everything about her grilled cheeses, cheese. You know? Damn, you went to a pro. I did. So shout out to the girl at Ralph's. I didn't catch her name. I wish I should have. Damn, she did not steer me wrong. Okay, mm, and mm -hmm. I know some people do like mayo on the yeah. on their grilled yeah, cheese. Yeah, I heard that's a like a secret. Like, no. Scratch the mayo. Mm. They say mayo because it doesn't burn. But what you do, mm -hmm. which I learned from the chef show, okay, um, in your in your pan when you get it hot, you put olive oil down first, okay, right? Like if you're gonna saute something, got it. Just got put it. some olive oil down. Use salted butter to butter your sourdough bread on one side, okay. So once your pan is warm, put the put the butter down. Got put it. The, put the slices down, and then um, and then you then you start to layer your cheese. So I did. Uh, sharp cheese first and then I did the white cheeses and I lit I ended with the French cheese mm. um and then you sandwich it on top but you got to do it over medium heat because if you do it too high it's gonna burn medium heat let it just let it just toast let it ride cook it for about four minutes and you are done you got to make sure you flip it on the other side so the other you know side what I'm done too. with you right now why are we talking <laughs> about this you literally are making my mouth I couldn't even say the word literally right now because there's so much like yeah. slob slobber and babas in my mouth right now because it's so bob okay good you don't That's need anything good. else good for you I know good for you good for you it just melted together so don't good you know I am a starving <laughs> thirty week pregnant woman. I know. You know what? Let me no. see. I, I think I might have two slices of bread. I could make you one right now. Can we stop? Okay. You know what? Let's get to the real reason why we're here. Yes. We, yes. Actually, yes. Besides the grilled cheese. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to this interview. We promised that we were going to talk about it. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, we wanted to highlight the story of our dear friend cinnamon. So I had the chance of talking to her and having a phone conversation with her. Um, and she will tell us exactly what her story is from beginning to present. And I think it's a really good one. So make your grilled cheese and take a listen. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. So we have a wonderful guest with us, friend, badass woman. Her name is Cinnamon, and she is joining us right now. Hi, Cinnamon. Hi. Oh, you flatter me with all your kindness oh, and all I could your say, badassery. I could say so much more, and I will say so much more. <laughs> um, but Cinnamon, she is um, she is responsible for my nude pictures. <laughs> oh, I got to see you naked. Woo! Yay, they 
Naked Tanya. Yeah, Naked Tanya. <laughs> naked Dorothy. Okay, so if Yay, um, with uh, chicken wings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's a little backstory. Um Cinnamon, um, she her company is Bad Kitty Photography, her and her daughter's company. And Bad Kitty Photography is located here in San Diego. And that was um a few years ago we met Cinnamon, Dorothy and I, and we met her there because um when we were with AJ on AJ's Playhouse, um, or the AJ show, he had us I think, right? Is that how it started, Cinnamon? Like, did we do a I think prank? It was tap or... that app or something. Oh, tap that app. It was how a could lock. I forget? It was tap that app, yeah. and you lost a bed. Yep. And yep. she had to do the photo shoot with a bucket of chicken wings and granny right. panties. That's right. And you were so inspired by it that you decided to do it for your husband. For, so just there for it myself, is. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, it started out as a joke, and of course, the consequence on the show that Dorothy and I were on with AJ, but it ended up being the best thing that I know I could speak for Dorothy too that we've ever done to show our bodies and feel good about it. And I'm so glad that cinnamon, you were our photographer that day too, because you are the best at hyping up any woman, any size, any (laughs) shape. Like you truly make us feel like we are the hottest thing on this planet. And I did absolutely feel that. So thank you for that. Cause I believe in it a hundred percent. I do. I'm a cheerleader. I like being a cheerleader. And that's why we love you, and that's why we've kept in touch with you, because there's no way we could not have you in our lives. And this episode Mm -hmm. is all about breast cancer awareness, and because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, and we, Dorothy and I, were thinking, who do we want to talk to to tell us their story in the most real way because if if anything this podcast is all about being real and yeah. we both thought of you cinnamon yeah yeah well you know it's it's a really you know everyone goes through their own personal experience when they first get diagnosed right and you know for me it was always about kind of seeing the lighter side to it as strange as that may sound okay for me You know, it was something that was in my family line. My grandmother passed from this after battling it, going through chemo and radiation, mastectomies, and kind of watching, you know, her struggle and her journey, which ultimately cost her her life. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to have that same experience. So for me, it was like going to my doctors and saying at age, you know, 32, I want a breast exam. I want a mammogram. And they're like, no, no, no. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, my my grandmother dying of it wasn't a close enough line for them. So I lied. And I said that my maternal um, side is riddled with it. And they're like, oh, well, then you have a stronger history. We'll definitely see you. So for me, I didn't have a problem lying about imaginary aunties that had breast cancer if it was going to get me seen. Yeah. And for the right. So for the first three, three years, I went religiously and it was all good. And then. I was diagnosed with precancerous cells and that's when they're like, Oh, and I was, I believe 36 or 37 when that happened. And, you know, they did biopsies. They, they basically just did a lumpectomy. They took that chunk of tissue out and and it left a simple scar. It was pretty outpatient, you know, and they want to stay on top of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, fast forward a few years, it finally came back that one day where they said, yes, Mm. you have breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, I went in 
the the person that did my my results readings. I forget what that person. This person that actually looks at the film, mm-hmm. and basically he said, you know, we're going to do some testing on it, but just from my experience in looking at these cells, you're in the beginning stages of breast cancer. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And so that was that was an intense day because that was the first time I was like, oh well, shit, yeah. what, what do we, what do we do? Where do we go? And, and my husband was with me in the office and, you know, they're going to send it out for testing and they're going to give me a call. And that was kind of a stressful week, yeah, you know, just kind of waiting for the results and kind of, you know, what happens if and who, what, and you don't sleep and you stop eating really good that week, you know, your stomach hurts. And then I was at work. Actually, I was, I just finished a photo shoot and um, I got the phone call and she said, you know, we'd like you to come down to the office. And I was like, I really need you to just tell me right now over the phone, because if I have to drive my car like this, I'm going to crash it. Oh yeah. And she, you know, she, she asked me if I had a friend, if I was by myself and I was like, I have my friend, lovely Stacy, you know, Stacy. Mm-hmm, um, yes. And I was actually, believe it or not, I was sitting on the, the dungeon set with that swing that we did that video in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And <laughs> I got the news. Ugh. And I just sat down and started crying. Mm. That was that was it. And I talked to Stacy and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of let it all out. Now, my husband was up for a really big promotion during that time. And mm. I didn't and it was like he had to go to this big interview. So I didn't want to say anything to him before he had to go do that. So I sat on this news wow. for about five or six days. And oh it just kind of ate my soul. But. What it also forced me to do is to kind of go, okay, what am I going to do? What's the next plan? I'm talking to doctors. I'm talking to all these people. And then, I don't know. A part of me was just like, okay, this is the beginning stage. This is why you've been getting mammograms. This is why you've been so persistent with doctors. Right. This is exactly the reason. Right. And, you know, once I talked to my my doctor, you know, because I had the lumpectomy before, because my grandmother, because of some other parts of my family history, they're like, listen, you can you can do chemo, you can do radiation to keep your boobs. And I looked at him and went, I'd rather not. They're not that important to me. Wow. So my choice was to go with a double mastectomy right. because I watched my grandma get try to fight to save the boobs that she had. Whereas I was like, the ones that I currently have right now or have implants in them, how bad could it be? You know, I'm mm. like, I already got fake boobies. So I'm just going to get smaller fake boobies after this. Mm-hmm. You know, I did opt not to get the, the surgery for a long time for reconstruction, but that was for totally different reasons. So anyway, long and the short, my experience was if I have to go through this, and I know I've caught this so early that it's not going to kill me. It is not going to kill me. I knew that it was so early, right. so, so early that I almost had the luxury of being optimistic, mm. but I wanted to take that and work with other people who were not as lucky to get their diagnosis that early, who did not have the option of not having chemo, who did not have the option of optimism. Mm. So, you know, I, I had a, a big party Right before I had my double mastectomy, yeah. and I opened it up to the entire city of San Diego, <laughs> and everyone came down and wore their favorite lipstick, and they kissed my boobs goodbye. That's and right. And we made a big event out of it. We had cake, and we drank lots of champagne, 
And then, um, you know, I, I went away. I took a, a, a booby mastectomy little pre-vacation because I knew I was going to be kind of jacked up afterwards. Right. And, um, you know, when I came back and I had it done, that's where all of the, the real challenges for me started was after the surgery. Mm-hmm. That was probably the harder part for me. It was the diagnosis was awful. The, the process of what I knew I had to do is not something I was like, yay, fantastic. This is exactly what I wanted to do on right, Thursday. Right. But the, the struggles that I felt came after, and it was more about, like, you know, I didn't think that I was going to be affected, like, my womanhood or, or whatever thing that I thought I did not tie my, my essence to of having, okay, I'm a girl. I have boobs. Yeah. Whatever. Big deal. Until I took the bandages off and I saw what was left. Right. That was the first time Woo! you really it, you really felt it all come down. Yeah. It really it really punched me in the soul. Oh, I'm getting kind of worked up. I'm so sorry. Oh no, no <sighs> cinnamon. But it was that was probably the hardest part because you know we all have days, right? Yeah. Where we wake up and we feel. We don't feel as pretty. We feel a little bit older. We feel fat. We feel stupid. We feel like we're not performing at work or at home. Or, you know, we have these menstrual moments where you just feel like, ugh, I'm so useless or whatever. Right. But I had never actually believed it. It was all kind of tied into the moon cycle of the menstruations kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But at my core, I always knew I was a decent, good, wonderful, beautiful human. Yeah. And that time I was like, whoa, you are so so disfigured. Wow. God, I hate it. Oh, cinnamon. That Ooh. is so hard for me to hear you say that and get emotional saying that because I am not kidding when I say you are one of the most strong, don't give a fuck, you know, pr- <laughs> be proud of the person, the skin that you are in, body Love positive, sex, po- sex yeah. positive, like always live mm-hmm. your best life. You are that woman. Yep. You are the epitome of that. And <laughs> to hear you say this and to know you felt this, it breaks my heart for you. And at the same time, I know you are, I would like to say somewhat on the other side of that now yes very much so okay so i opted not to get the reconstruction in the beginning because you've seen my boobs they were epic they were beautiful they're bomb oh i loved that they were bomb they were some gravity defying (laughs) upward beautiful beautiful boobies yes and so i kind of knew kind of like i knew that no matter what they put in in reconstruction i wasn't gonna like it okay so for me, I had to learn. I, I Luckily, I had the presence of mind to kind of know myself enough that I needed to learn to love this new body that I had. Yeah. With no boobs, with sagging skin and these weird no nipple fat things because mm-hmm. I left the skin on there in case I decided I wanted to get the reconstruction. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like looking at the proportions of my body and having to like look in the mirror, which I did avoid for a while. Mm-hmm. But then when I finally got to the point where I was like, all right, well, shit, <laughs> this looks good. Yeah. It, it may not be what you started with, but it's what you got. And it's time to kind of like, put your money where your mouth is. You've been talking for years about how women are too hard on themselves and they need to embrace themselves and they mm. need to, you know, my, my thing, what I, what in my, what in, 
I believe all of these things. Yeah. I, I believe that women are amazing and that we need to love each other and our, ourselves a little bit more sometimes. So once I was ready, I went in and I got my new boobs. And these, I never have to wear a bra. <laughs> love that you know i i never have i'm never going to be affected by you know gravity i'm going to be a 90 year old you know with these crazy little 18 year old boobies <laughs> and i'm going to laugh about it because and actually by the time i wanted to get the reconstruction i wasn't even doing it for aesthetics because i had accepted the new person that i was yeah it was more about having clothes that fit properly okay about not being stared at because like when you have when you have your boobs removed it's very concave you know you look yeah. a little bird chested afterwards and it was more about you know other women would see it and they would give me this look like oh my god i'm so sorry and i'm like if you look at me like that one more time Ugh. i'm gonna walk across this room yeah. i'm gonna throat punch you yeah. knock it off <laughs> you know like don't feel sorry for me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so it was about you know finding clothes that fit better and you know all of that kind of stuff but you know <sighs> At the end of the day, everyone's going to have a different experience. And I have always considered myself extremely lucky the way my diagnosis came in, the way my, I had amazing surgeons, I had amazing reconstructive doctors, you know, and, and my friends, you know, everyone just kind of rallied the troops, you know, kind of built that wall around me so I was insular. No one could get a hold of me, you know what I mean? Yeah, you were in a and safe my space. Family, yeah, my family was awesome, and they cooked and they cleaned, and my dog did not leave my side the Aww. entire time. <laughs> you know, so I was in really good hands. And my my own my main 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 advice is go and do the damn test. Women, we are constantly Instagramming these titties. You need to mammogram these titties. Okay. It's just as important. Okay, this is why I love you. So for those of you that don't follow Bad Kitty Photography on Instagram, you should. Um, but you posted a picture of your boobs with, you know, that, yes, that those horizontal scars. And, yes, I do. Uh, you know, no nipple. I'm just trying to explain what we're seeing here. And what you wrote <laughs> as the caption, just, I, this this is why I love you. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Remember that mammogramming your boobs is just as important as Instagramming them. And that <laughs> is like, that is so real. And that is so true. And that is exactly what we need to hear because it's a reminder, you know, what's more important? You know what I mean? Like taking a picture of, you know, how good your titties look. Yeah, that's great. That's, that is important. Trust me. That Trust me. But it's more important to go get that test. So what do you get recommend or what do you want to tell women? When do we take it? When should we go? What if we get denied? What if they tell us no? What, what should we do? And at what age and or when we feel something? I mean, even me, no, I've never been that, tested, so no. I don't know. How old are you now? I'm 34. It's time. Go down there. Do that for me. Just promise me you'll do that if you're the right age. I think 35 is when they want you to do it. Right. But if you have a family history, just go down there. And when you talk to your doctors, okay, I look at it this way. Mm -hmm. You know, most of us are paying like 300, 400 bucks a month for health insurance for the just in case shit happens fund. Right. You know, we keep our insurances for our pap smears, our annual physicals. And as you reach a certain age, you know, getting your, your testicles checked or getting your boobs checked or any of that stuff. But most of the time, our insurance just sits there waiting for something bad to happen, and that way you get covered, right? Yeah. But that money can also be spent 
if they are like, well, you're, you're too young, you don't need it. My Aunt Gloria, even if you don't have an Aunt Gloria, <laughs> your first aunt on your mother's side, not your dad's side, on your mother's side, died from breast cancer. Damn, that'll you know, get you kill in. off some aunties. Yeah, kill off a couple aunties that with you breast don't have. cancer. I love <laughs> that. Power, that you don't I love have. that. You know, don't curse me on the ones you've got. Of course, but, you of know, course. No. Make it up. Yeah. If they're not taking it seriously. Make up a family history because that will get you through the door. And it is so much easier to treat cancer at stage zero. At You know, it goes yeah. from having, you know, a lumpectomy to a stage zero, which is like, you know, the beginning form and then stage one. When you, know, you start hitting stage two, stage three, stage four, I mean, that it gets more and more difficult to treat, to take care of yourself. I mean, like I said, for me, being tested and, and confirmed so early in the beginning of it that I did not require chemotherapy. I did yeah. not have to go through radiation. Yeah. I wasn't sick in a clinic. I didn't lose my hair. I didn't have to have any of those experiences. I could have chosen that, yeah. but I decided that that was not my path. And whichever path you choose, is your that's your journey and your path. None of them are wrong. But it's so much easier to survive this simply by getting tested mammogram it it doesn't hurt that much okay tell me about that please because i've heard obviously that it's the most painful thing and then you're saying that it doesn't hurt that much what what is it what what is it can you like try to tell me what that feels like because i don't know you know i'm gonna be real frank with you we're all grown-ups here on this podcast yes we are have you ever been so drunk that you and your man are going at it so hard and he is just bearing his entire body weight on your titties and squeezing them and kneading them and pushing on your chest. Oh my god. That gosh. hurts more. Wait, I am so red right now. I'm so red, but only because I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, like, there is we pain in there. that. Yes, we have. You know? Okay. The mammogram, they literally, you lift your arm up, you stick it between a couple of pieces of, like, plastic, and then they go mush, 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 and then they do a little adjustment, and then they mush it one more time, and you go, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not like you can move. You just, like, hold your breath, and then they release it. That's it. How long would you say that is, that test? Um, less than five minutes. Oh, shit. Why aren't we doing this, ladies? Why are we doing this? I don't know, but I... Definitely had my boobs grope during rough sex longer than five minutes, and I managed to survive it. So I'm pretty sure you can do this. Oh gosh, I love you so much, Cinnamon, and and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to you know take away the seriousness of this uh, topic and of your story, but this is the kind of shit we need to hear because. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When I hear the word mammogram, or I hear that I'm gonna have to do it soon, or anything like that, I feel like my boobs are more. I just, I feel like they're pretty tender, and I just, the pain is really like something that I dread. But really, why am I dreading that? Like, it's this prevent. It's prevention or not? Like, Tanya, it's it's minutes of your life that you're going to survive because I've survived my husband, <laughs> like you said. Right? And exactly. Oh my God, you like just put everything into perspective and I just love you so much. <laughs> Go get your boobie smushed. Just do it. Yeah. It's not yeah. that bad. And then it gives you peace of mind. And see, and that's another thing that I've, I've heard because, 
you know, after I kind of, you know, was working with my endocrinologist and the people over at um, you know, the hospital, they're like, we'd really like you to work with some people that are recently diagnosed because you always had a really positive kind of an outlook on it um, because it's, it's, it's intense. I mean, there's a lot of emotions that you go through and you just kind of ride this weird wave. Yeah. You know, and I work with some ladies all the way up to the day that they walked in to get their, you know, um, mastectomies done and, you know, listening to them and talking to them and, you know, this is what you need to do to prepare afterwards. Emotionally, this is where you're going to be at. And, you know, their stories are much more intense than mine simply because I didn't wait to get tested. Yeah. I just took care of it. Yeah. I mean, if you were walking around and you knew that, you know, you're like concerned about something that hurts or something on your body and you're not sure, you got this weird looking mole or this weird rash. You don't sit there and go, oh, well, it's no big deal. You, you go and you have it chucked out. You're not right. afraid of what the doctors are going to say. Because people are more emboldened and they're more empowered by actual facts yeah. and knowledge than a fear. Fear is paralyzing. Fear is what keeps you from doing things. And facts are what get you motivated to go forward. Right. And so if you have any concerns about it, I mean, this is when you just say, you know what, F it, man, I'm, I might be scared, I might be afraid of what the outcome is, but I'd rather know than not know. Absolutely. And if you, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that say they would rather not know. I know it. I know it sounds crazy, but there are some people, you know, that say they would yeah. rather of I, I, I don't know. I don't understand that that. But like I, what you don't know won't kill you kind of thing right. until it does. It does. You know? It will. It, it absolutely will. will. It will absolutely. In this case. My, my mom was a, a classic example of that. She was like, yeah, I got this dizzy feeling. It'll go away. Or, oh, I've got this, that. And, I, you know, my hand is tingling. And it'll go away. She was afraid to find out what was wrong. And then eventually she had a stroke and died. You know, that's what got her in the end was her fear of knowing what was wrong. It could have probably, maybe they would have seen an aneurysm. Maybe they would have seen a a clot that could have been prevented. Something. She was scared to death to go to the doctor. Hmm. Scared, 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 scared to do it. And um, that's a real thing. So, you know, if, if you're scared, just get a buddy. Mm. Like if you have a friend that is just like, I'm so afraid of doing this and you know her and you're not afraid to be a dick to her a little bit, just go ahead and drag her down, you know, make her do it. If it's better for her, if if you guys are cool like that, you know, if you know someone try and, you know, go with them if they're scared. Yeah. We all have that friend. We all know that friend or we are that friend. So yeah, absolutely. You know? We all got a ride or die that's going to be there. You know, in the first, you know, couple of times that I did it, I was really nervous. You know, my husband went with me and then, then it became like a routine procedure for me. So I started going on my own. You know, you just, yeah. you just do it. Yeah. You just do it. You know, they, they handle you with care and they, they handle you with professionalism pretty much everywhere I ever, my experience has been. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't hurt at all mm-hmm. to go and get your boobies smushed. Just remember You've had rougher sex than that. <laughs> Definitely. I just love that so much. And now, and now I'm going to think of you every time we have rough sex. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You know what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Cinnamon. I love you so much. And I cannot thank you you enough for sharing your story with us. And we could talk for days. And I probably have, like, so many more questions for you. And you know me. I love love to know everything. Um, But you definitely 
have made so many points in this conversation that we've had. And the first one that I took away was just saying that you have the luxury of being optimistic. And if if ever I'm in a in this place, I want that luxury too. And mm-hmm. exactly. it's just I want that. And in order for me to have that, I need to go get tested. So that's what I'm saying. I know you've been it's saying that. You've been out. saying that. I know. I know. I know. I just got to listen to you. I always got to listen to you. Um, you know what? My life would be easier if everyone just listened to me. No. <laughs> that's true. I actually believe that there's not, not every only good things have come out of any type of interaction with you. So I, I believe that, but um, thank but you again. I'm, I'm really grateful. Yeah, yeah you, I'm extremely grateful. And I can hear that. I can hear that in your voice. And I, I, you know, you post about it here and there. You're very honest and open about it. Um, but talking, I don't think I've ever had this, like, talk with you about mm-hmm. it, really, about how, how, what, when, where, and why. And I'm, I'm grateful for this conversation with you. So thank you. Oh, I just love you guys. I love you so much. Oh, well, we love you. And we hope to see you soon because you're not in San Diego at the moment. Not at the moment. I'm in the beautiful city of New Orleans being debaucherous. <laughs> Wonderful. And I love you for that because, honestly, you, it's, you never know where Cinnamon's at. She's always somewhere in the world, but you always know she's living her best life. So that is very exciting. And I love living through your posts. And just you're just full of life. And, and that's just the way it's supposed to be. So. Cinnamon, exactly. thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your knowledge, your wisdom, your words, and and we love you. We love you back. When I'm in San Diego, we're going to go grab a drink. Please. You know, tell me what your mammogram experience was like because you'd already have it done. Okay, I got to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you got to. I got it's to. Like, now you have to. Right. <laughs> oh, Cinnamon, thank you again, and we'll talk to you I soon. Talk. All right, I'll talk to you later. Ugh, I love that woman. She's amazing. That's Cinnamon from Bad Kitty Photography right here in San Diego. Both Dorothy and I have taken beautiful boudoir photos with her at Bad Kitty Photography. And if you want to follow her on social media and Bad Kitty Photography, just follow at Bad Kitty Photography on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Tanya Gonzalez. I am T-O-N-Y-A Gonzalez. And you can follow Dorothy on Instagram at Dorothy on Air. Hopefully she won't be posting uh, muted grilled cheese sandwich videos anymore. Uh, and you can always follow our podcast on Instagram as well at Real Wives in Radio and on Facebook as well. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on the radio.com app where you can find other podcasts and you can listen to uh, any of the stations that we're on here in San Diego. I'm on The Morning Show with John and Tammy on 103.7 KSON and Dorothy is on Kixie 96.5. You can find those stations at radio.com. The app and online and we will talk to you next week bye how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.